Tune the fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been here. This is the Black Country Blokes, doing the fact with me, Kev Dillon, Aaron Jew, Lee Cadman, Craig Pinches, and our special guest today is a boxer who boxes for Great Britain, super heavyweight, Fraser Clark. So thank you very much for coming on, Fraser. But today we're going to be talking about, yes, he's already a very accomplished boxer, winning a gold medal at the Commonwealths, a silver medal at the Europeans, and if you know, if you're familiar with boxing, we know about the scandal at the Worlds. But we're going to talk about what started this process in boxing, where he aims to go, and the struggles he's faced in and out of the ring. So, Fraser, what you're going to ask, be asked this question more times than I've had Sunday dinners. But what got you into boxing? <laughs> um, I think it was like um, I sort of well, it was one of them kids that tried everything, I tried all every sport you can think of. And um, I think once I got into, once I started with the boxing, it was I just sort of took to it. Uh, I was a little bit chubby. I wanted to lose a bit of weight. I wanted to learn how to look after myself. And I can remember my dad watching Mike Tyson and that in the like, early nineties and stuff. So I just, I just I just thought after trying every other sport and I wasn't that good at them to be honest. I thought I'd give boxing a go. And if boxing didn't work, I would have gone on to something else. But I sort of sort of fell in love with it after after a bit. Do you know what I mean? How old were you when you first started? I was 11. And what age were you when you got picked up by GB? By GB, I was uh, 16. Or just like 16, just turning 17, yeah. That's amazing. In that short period of time, from going to club level, to inter- you know, to internationals, phenomenal. Were you always yeah, I mean, a, big, think... a big kid? Yeah, I, I've only ever boxed a super heavyweight from four to 14 years old, my first fight. <laughs> that, was a, that was at 92 kilos. So, uh so yeah, you, the numbers are they're amazing, aren't they? But uh, I've always been, I've always been big, and I think you know, realistically, like I think that helped with you know getting onto GB because there, there was not, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of super heavyweights in the division, not a lot of super heavyweights worldwide. You know, it's always the smallest number of fighters, maybe because you know, obviously it's hard, and secondly because there's just not a lot of big lads. But uh, you used to box at Burton ABC, didn't you? Yeah, I started my career at Burton uh, ABC, you know, and uh, they're, they're still like my family now. The, the the coaches there and the staff, you know, everyone they've done wonders for me, and they're always they always will be the first people I ever thank will be the people from Burton, you know, amateur boxing club because without them now, without them, I wouldn't have gone on to the success I've had, and they've sort of they've sort of paved the way that my life's going to pan out. And that's that's lovely to hear. That is because. I mean, Jay is a very good friend of mine from Burton. Great bloke, brilliant coach. But with any sport, you start off at that grassroots, don't you? Where you're learning your ABCs and then your talent excels you to the people who help from grassroots level. And I think they get they get forgot about a, a bit too much from me, you know, to be honest, because anyone that does get to the level I'm at, there was, was produced by by people like you know, Jay Allen, 
uh, one of the trainers now. Like you said, uh, my my original, my first coach, Richard George, Trev Marler, um, your dad, people like that. Like you know, without people like that in the game, the, the, you you've got no champions. And anyone who you look at now, they're months and an amateur coach who was probably a volunteer and wasn't getting paid for it, probably leaving his wife three or four nights a week to come to the club and and try and discipline a bunch of mouthy kids just to help them out a little bit. I mean, I thought it was brilliant when uh, one, one of Burton's uh, boxers was fighting the Lions and you come down just to support. Were you going around shaking everyone's hands? I think you've just gone to the world, the Commonwealth, a big tournament. Yeah. You've gone around shaking everyone's hands and it was wonderful to see that. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the show now to show, yes, you're a br- brilliant boxer, very blown smoke up your arse, but you're a very kind person. And I think boxers get this stigma of being big, tough, nasty, whereas some of the greatest boxers and fighters I've ever met are also some of the most caring. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, from my experience, it's the, the morals that, you know, that the boxing's taught me. It teaches you, like, it teaches you that respect and all that, you know, and no matter, no matter what, what happens in my career, what level I got to, whether I'm the most famous man in the world or not, if there's a, if there's a Midlands final less than 20 minutes away from me on a, on a Sunday morning, whether it's someone from my old club or not, it's what I love watching. I, I, I love watching it. I love going there and thinking, oh, he's going to be good in a few years or he's going to be good in a few years. But then if I can support the lads from the local club as well at the same time, I'll, I'll be there. That's just, that's just who I am. This is since 11 years old. It's what I grew up doing. Most weekends, you know, for a lot of people was was doing whatever, but... I, I used to live for live for going down to the club on a Friday night, jumping in the minibus and going to what either boxing myself or going to watch the other lads boxing in a social club, you know, in in Birmingham, in Manchester, um, all around the Midlands, you know, like that's what I live for. And that's wonderful because you can tell that with people. Yes, people have got talent, but very few people have still got that passion of the thing that got them into the sport in the first place. Oh, I love it. I look, like I say, the grassroots. No. Uh, I've seen I've seen a picture. No one gets like no. You don't get to box in them stadiums unless you spoke unless you've boxed in a in a social club. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's what people forget, isn't it? And I think a lot of celebrities forget that. They forget about when they work, they're boxing or performing, whatever it is. Uh, that that labour club, that working man's smelly club. Without that, without without that, you get you go nowhere, mate. Honestly, it's like your apprenticeship and your right of passage. You you need it. What? To the people who want to stick with it and go to GB, what would you say are the best things about getting picked to box for Great Britain? Um, I'd say the best thing for, for me has been, I mean, I, I think I've been on a plane once or maybe twice before I got into Great Britain. And now, you know, sometimes I, 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 go, I go to eight different countries a year. Yeah. Um, so it's an opportunity to see the world. Not just that, to represent your nation. Um, and to you know to win medals, just you, well, just just you know to be presented in that kit, it's, it's a proud moment for you, a proud moment for your family, and it's just you know working hard for something. There's not too many people. If you put everyone in the world into a little bunch, you, you only have a select few people that get to represent their country. It's an honour, and it's lovely when people see it as an honour, because to me, I, I think there's nothing better than wearing your GB or an England or a Scottish or a Welsh, whatever it is. You should have such pride that you have worked that hard. That you have achieved it, and at yeah, GB, you, sorry. You, 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 sorry again, sorry. Sorry, no, you carry on. Sorry. 
I said, you know, maybe maybe now after after so long doing it, I take it for granted. But every now and then, you know, I, I've been clearing out clothes recently and I've been going through my vest. I've, I've probably got 50 different kit, England and Great Britain kits. And, you know, when I, when I look back at it, you know, I walk into some gyms and, and they're lucky to have one vest on the wall. Do you know what I mean? You know, I've got I've got I've got enough to I've got enough to give to every, every single kid at the gym. So yeah. it's an honor, really. But you take you take it for granted. But that, I suppose that's life and the way it is. But you know, when I do when I, when it's all said and done, I look back. I think it's going to be one of my greatest achievements. Just 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 representing the country and representing it for so long. What would you say your greatest achievement has been within being a GB? Um. I'd probably say the Commonwealth Games. I said Commonwealth Games was a big one for me because it was like the international stage. Um, it was all over the TV. Um, but other than that, the, the Europeans 2017, I boxed and not a lot of people know, I boxed with one leg and one hand. I'd, I'd broken my hand. I was needing an operation. And during the tournament, I'd snapped my hamstring in my leg and... I managed to get a silver medal, um, and, that, and I could hardly, I could hardly get out of bed, let alone fight. But I, just, I was just, uh, you know, it's what I, uh, it's what I got up for. So, you know, that's the great achievement for me as well. Well, because you know, I mean, Can I ask Fraser, what, what uh, kept? Carry on, Lee. Carry on. Did you go in through that? What kept you? You, you could have laid at that point. What kept you going? What when, when I got injured? Yes. Oh, it's it's just something. It's, yeah, I think yeah. you know when when you become a boxer and when you represent your country and the, the lads and the team that I'm surrounded by, it's something inside me, mate. Like, yeah, I might, I might, I might not be able to do. I might not be the best runner. I might not be able to do the best, the most press ups, the most sit ups. But when it comes to fighting, you know, I'm gonna sound like a, like an Irish traveller here. <laughs> I, I'll ne never ever back down from a fight with any man with two, two arms and two legs. And it's, it's just all, well, it's just what's in me. Uh, some people have got it, some people haven't. But unless I, unless I'm unless I'm near near dead and can't take myself in the ring, I'm going to do it. Uh, I, I, I not long had a little baby daughter as well, and you know the way we work, it works on funding, and I wanted to get that funding up. And I knew to do that, I needed to, I needed to perform well and and win the tournament, or if not, at least get to the final. Then. Um, you know, you was gonna. I would have had to have no legs to get in. I still would have gone in there. And so, yeah, like I say, it's just it's just the kind of person you are. You know, if you, you, I think sound cliche, but you're born a fighter. You, you're born if you want to. If you can really fight, you're born with it, and uh, that's something I've got in abundance. Uh, excuse me, but I've got balls, and you know, bigger balls than anyone you would ever you'd ever meet. So I'm, I'm I'm never afraid to fight anyone. Because that's what we like. That's what, what we like on it. Because it's a lot about mental health. And like some people listening to you thinking, what a balmy git. We need to go in there and fight in front of all these. But just say, that's just your DNA, isn't it? You know, um, there's, there's different levels of fear, isn't it? There's like fear of being able to read a book in front of your class or asking a girl out or jump, doing bungee jumping. And some things that seem so petrifying to some, some of us are a walk in the park. I mean... I always think like courage and confidence are two completely different things. Confidence oh. is a mask that I can wear and yeah, I'm good. Courage is when your legs are shaking, your stomach's there and you go, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, 
you just have to overcome demons. I mean, like a going into, I still, I get, I still get the same feeling now going into a fight as I do, as I did when I was fourteen and I boxed in um, Coventry in a in a little working men club um, again against a, tra- a travelling lad, and he had he had fifty screaming blokes there going crazy for him, uh, and I still get the same butterflies now. But you know, it's, you learn to overcome them. Um, and like I said, I'm not, when, when I say that thing about fighting anyone, I'm not the hardest man in the world. You know, there's there's, there's bigger people out there. There's, there's better boxers out there. But uh, I, I, I believe in myself, and I, I, don't, I don't, if I if I lose, you're gonna you gotta be you've got to be a very very good man to beat me. At what at what I at what I trained to do since eleven. If you beat me, I shake man, I shake the hand, I raise the hand after the fight. But you know, you're gonna you're gonna have to be very good. That that's that's the arrogance. Is that's just self belief, and I think a lot of people. I'm not arrogant, honestly. I think people get that mistake nowadays. They think, "Oh, listen to him. He's saying how good he is." That's believing in you, and you say, "If someone does beat me, that must be bloody good." It's not saying no one in the world can't beat me, but it's having that self belief. And if we can believe it, then we can achieve it. Hundred hundred percent. I mean. I've, I've I've gone out there and you know like you said, when you do go into a boxing match or a bout fight, you both going in. There's two people going in there with the same mentality, but there's only one person getting hand raised at the end of it, and that, that's the top and bottom of it. Because you worked you worked on the doors for years, didn't you? I worked on the doors and I worked on at the boxing shows on the boxing events, and that that that, that was just you know I'd say working on the doors was just you know just trying to put a bit of money in my pocket as it, when I was a bit younger. Uh, but then I started working at the boxing events, and that that was more, you know, boxing was what I wanted to do. I thought I'd get my eye in and just have a look, have a look what's going on on the scene. So, Fraser, you mentioned earlier that you do a lot of this, obviously, for your daughter. Um, I can imagine now that um, you you have options of going pro, which probably would bring more money in. Why do you stay in that GB setup? I mean, there is an option there, but. I'm gonna say this now. People are gonna say, "No, you're stupid." But eleven, eleven years old, you walk into a gym, you got a dream. Then, then, you, then you get selected to box your country. Then you see all these people going to the Olympics, and it's a special thing. Any any man walking down the street that goes to the local pub can, can get, you can go and do a couple of years training, sign a contract, you turn professional. You turn professional as a journeyman, turn professional, and you know try and win a, a local title, British title. You have a very select few people that can go to the Olympic Games, win a medal, and I just wouldn't be able to look back at myself. I've had I've had lump sums of money. Asked, you know, I've I've had I've had phone calls this week. People saying, "Look, you come have a chat with us. You will get this amount of money, this amount of zeros in your bank. Then you box this blah 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 blah." But still, that select group of people, like I said, that go to the Olympic Games, I think you're special, and you know, I think I just think. You know, I wouldn't be able to look at myself in the mirror if I didn't follow my dream. And that that is as cheesy as it sounds, as cliche as it sounds, that's the God's honest truth. And you've come so far to stop now, haven't you? You've you've been with GB for a hell of a long time. And it's almost like this is your time now. You've 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 had more experience as a uh, a national boxer, GB boxer or whatever, than most. So whatever they throw at you now in these big tournaments, you've dealt with someone from that style. But what they might have that you've got abundance is that mental toughness to keep going forwards to reach that dream. Uh, exactly. Like 
Like there, there's been a lot of people, like people, I, some people, some people are a bit naive to it, and people actually criticise me. Oh, you've been on there for ten years. Pe people have got it totally wrong. There's nothing wrong with being on there ten years. It's an absolute honour to be on there for ten years. Because because uh, I've seen people walk in the door, and after six months, they're, they're told politely, "Sorry, you're not good enough." So for me to be there for ten years is a compliment to me, actually. Yeah, and look at all the different sparring and drills and countries. Because everything you've got is experience. Oh, hundred! I, I can, I can, I can call upon. Like I, I forget, I forget where I put my car keys. I forget everything. What I don't forget is when I boxed in two thousand and nine against Joseph Parker in India. He kept hitting me with, he kept hitting me with uh, uh, an overhand right hand because my my hand wasn't quite high enough. You know, like. And then you learn from things like that, and you know, like this is that's just the, that's the thing with experience. I learned that I boxed the tall southpaw once, and I couldn't, couldn't get out of the way with backhand. I lost the fight. The next time I fought a southpaw, I avoided the backhand. You just that experience it comes into your head. That, you know what I mean all the time. And that's something you can't buy. Is experience? No, you can't buy that, mate. But away from boxing. Because I'm going to talk about the Olympics, maybe at the end or something. But yeah. Lee was telling me you were doing the London bombing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing, but yeah, I, I just always seem to uh, always seem to be there or thereabouts when there's something cracking off. Um, it was uh, I know the date now. It was March March 23rd. It was um, was the down there for the for the World Series boxing doing an interview doing a. Uh, Doing the press bit of the of the week in in the um, what's it called? Not the uh, the the buildings. Uh, what's it called now? On the bridge, but I've oh, lost me now. But we're no, uh, uh, <laughs> Westminster. Westminster um, was in there, and then you know, me, Callum French, Pat McCormack. We walked out, and we just walked into walked into into walked into madness. To be honest, there was a uh, yeah, there was the the. The guy who was there, I seen him stabbing. I seen the sub police officer death, and I seen him get shot dead. And how did that affect you mentally? You know what? At the time, all as you know, all boxers are a bit balmy. We are we're a bit balmy. <laughs> simple as that. At, at the time, it, it didn't bother me. The next day, we had the we had the choice. Right, guys, if you don't want to box, you've had a terrible time. You don't have to box. I said, no, 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 come on, we've got to box. I've been trained hard for this. Uh, so we, we boxed the next day, thinking about it. But now, when I think back of it now, it, it's, it's upsetting, you know. Like, like I said, I've see, I seen a man lose his life. It was just trying to do his job. I've seen a man shot and get killed. Um, it's, 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 it wasn't nice, you know what I mean? But, and I, I often think of the, you know, uh, PC Keith, Keith Palmer. Um, I often think of his family and stuff. Uh, you know, I feel I feel for them, but it's just another life lesson. You know, after that, I was trapped inside Westminster for eight hours, locked down. Police running around with guns, not knowing what was in the building, if the building was going to go up or not. You learn a lot about yourself in that time. It's amazing, like what you said then, like uh, about the boxing. My dad always says that once a fight's happening, you haven't got time to be frightened. You survive. You deal with it. It's only when you sit there and afterwards and you go, I could have got killed there. That's when the worry kicks in. Yeah. It's just it's just that it's human instinct that is like obviously since the days of the caveman, you know, it's survival of the fittest and uh, 
that's 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 the way it is, especially in a fight. If someone's coming at you, the only thing you know is put your hands up and punch back. Because Lee said, uh, told me something. I, I wasn't aware of it. You were stabbed a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if you can see it. I've, I've got a big juicy scar on my neck here. Uh, I got stabbed in the, in the neck, in the neck once, and in the leg twice. Yeah, um, 2016. It's amazing. But with those big injuries, once again, could have taken your life, and you still persevered. Yeah, with yeah, of course. You like these are all tests. These are all tests. That's all they are. They're all tests. And one day, one day, I'm going to write a book, and everyone is going to be a bestseller. And you know why? Just because I've had all these experiences in my life, and you know, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still, I'm still doing what I love. I'm still, I'm being a good person. I'm spreading, spreading good vibes to everyone. I'm, a, you know, I do. I'm a nicest person you're going to. I'll do anything for anyone as long as you, as long as we respect each other. That's, that's all I need. I think that's a great life lesson to all those youngsters and elders who are listening to this. You haven't got to be vile to be hard. No, of course not. Of course and not. How- I, I, like I, said, I can look after Sorry. myself, but I can look after myself. But if you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. It's, it's as simple as that. And how do you see um, like it? Just say that. Sorry, Craig, carry on. Um, can I just say it's important as well just from speaking listening to you speak I think it's important to to make a note of that that you're the kind of people that people need to seek out because already I'm getting like positive strong vibes off you just listening to you so I think it's where they say that it you know you are the average of the people you find in your circle I think it's important to find people like you to be around if they're going through tough times or if they want to spark or want some ambition. So I just thought I'd note on that. It's just a little feeling of, of you know, that's just come to me. Now, listen, like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you straight, like, I've seen, I and I say this, and this is not to, like, big myself up, anyone ever suffering with anything, if I can help you, and it, I, I will do. If, if you get my phone number off someone, or you speak to the internet, can't reply to everyone, but if you get my phone number, and you, know, you want to chat about anything? I'll do it. I'm. Mean, I've got. I, know, I ain't bothered about bigging myself up about doing it. It's nice to be nice, and that's just the way. It's the way I've been brought up. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's just, the work. The life is a struggle, and uh, if you, if you can help someone, you should. Uh, Lee, have we got any questions or any any shout outs? Um, we, we've had um, Stephen Hansel. Um, I'll just I'll display it across the bottom. But uh, he basically on your note about taking the money, he's just saying that if you ever change who you are and your dreams for money, money will still still soon become another demon to conquer. In his opinion, so he's basically saying what you 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 were saying there, um, big phrase that uh, you know it's not all about the money. Yes, we all need to earn money and and um, and provide. For, for our loved ones, but it, it is also about um, following your dreams um, and not, you know, and the money will come, come no doubt eventually either way if, if you pursue those dreams hard enough. If I, if I have to, if I have to, if I have to go and work a, a normal job for the rest of my life after my boxing career, but I can look in my, look myself in the mirror 
and and I can sleep easy at night knowing I did my best to follow my dream, I'll be happy. If I don't do that, money, 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 as much money as you want, I, I can't I couldn't stand to look at myself. I, I'd rather be happy, happy than the miserable and, and full of money. That's that's just me, mate, and that's the truth. That's a lovely, so, lovely attitude. So at the moment, Fraser, um, I don't want to uh, push you on plans for the future too much, but would would your plan is at this point to win the gold and then go on to become a professional, or are you you done once you've won that gold and, and going to ride off into the sunset as such? Nah, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not done. I ain't done as as long as I can still fight. I'm not done. I'll, I'm going into professionals, uh, raring to go into them. To be honest, like I say. Uh, with this Olympics, no matter what, what I've just said about the Olympics, what you got to remember is it's all it's been also been postponed. So that's so that that's a difficult, that's a totally different situation. That's making everything a lot harder. But after that Olympics, I'm straight into the pros, um, straight into straight straight down to business. No messing around. Get me in there. What I'm, I like competing with the best in the country, best in the world. Let's compete. Let's see who's the who's the best man, and I'm ready for it. How did it affect you? Do you know, bro? We, uh, because Normally, when you train at GB or at Burton or the Lions, wherever it is, you've got your coach going, come on, Fraser, give me one more, one more round, one more round. Has it been extremely difficult getting yourself motivated in your own digs? Oh, mate, it's, it's very, very difficult. Uh, and anyone that says it's not, especially when, especially when there isn't a fight date coming up, they're lying because I don't know the next time I'm going to be in, the, in a competitive fight. But what I do know is I give myself the best chance of winning that fight by by doing the work now. So it is difficult. I'm getting the work done. But what I will say is, where, where rather than training at 100, percent I'm training at 60. percent A because I'm not trying to burn myself out, and B because I haven't got the people around me that that push me to be 100. percent I can work harder, man. Don't get me wrong, but can I work as as good? I'll be realistic, not lying. No. That's, that's God's honest truth. Because like, you've when... always had the great trainers around you as well, like Joshua and um, Joe Joyce. You know, they they probably give you some really good sparring and really good, really good training around you. And uh, it is hard to compete with that when you're <laughs> in your own garage. It's the nature of the beast, you know. If if you're if you're a boxer, you're a competitor. So if if the person on the bag next to you is working hard, you want to outwork them. And I don't care what anyone says. People like praise. If I know I'm going to get praise off. Off, off Big Bob for, for working hard and the person next to me thinks he's going to get praised, he's going to try and work the hardest. <laughs> you, you, you want your ass to be licked and, that, and that's the truth about it. The top of mine is you want the praise because it makes you feel good and who don't want that? Everyone wants it. So anyone that says they don't want praise they're not bothered about that, you do want it. Yeah. because And I think that's where society goes wrong sometimes. We keep offering the stick when we should offer the carrots. Instead of telling someone they're wrong all the time, Find something they're doing good and praise that. Exactly, hundred percent, hundred percent. And like with the Olympics being postponed indefinitely for let's call it twelve months, let's hope we can get back to gym life. So even if we're not competing, you can be around people. I mean, I think it's brilliant what GB are doing. They're, they're phoning you up all the time and uh, setting your programs. So they're keeping your eye on you, like I'm doing with the Lions. I'm still in contact with my boxers, setting out the exercises. But it's frustrating when you're supposed to be boxing next month, the month after, the month after. It's hard to keep that focus. It's very, it's, it's very hard. But like I say, what it, what it is is, 
it comes down to then what, what kind of person you are. You know, like you got you got to think you got to think long term in this game. You, if you're thinking short term that oh, it's not by the tennis week. When when it, when you get back to it, believe me, I've, I've done it. I've done it. I've done it every Christmas for how long? You you start. I start eating turkey and and, and having a, having a, having a lager. Before you know it, you put five six kilo on. And then you got to go back to training. Believe me, it's hard work. So you got to keep yourself right. I'm not saying to anyone go out and kill you. You know, don't run yourself into the ground. But even if you even if you're not even if you're not grafting, you got to be thinking boxing. Watch old watch old fighters. Watch what. Watch champions, watch people, learn something. If you had to say enough, looking back at old videos, who was your hero growing up when you look? Because you've got this lovely big frame, but who did you who did you used to want to be like? Um, I'd say the if you ask me, the first person who comes to my head is Marvin Agler. Yeah. Even though I don't box nothing like him, I don't box nothing like him, but. I loved what he stood for. I know I love the tough, the rough, the tough, old school fighter. Goes away, does his training, gets into a fight. He's ready to fight, and they give it his all. But then when I look at the box, the boxing side, I think you know, obviously me growing up, my era, Lennox Lewis was the man, was was unbelievable. Riddick, Riddick, Bo, Mike Tyson, all them kind of guys. Then I'm also a lover of the Mexican style of fighters. You know, uh, Marquez, Barrera, them people. They were, they were great fighters. I mean, Lennox Lewis is probably my all-time favourite heavyweight. I mean, everyone loves Muhammad Ali, oh, but there's just something about Lennox Lewis I loved. That beautiful long jab, and he, he was, he was cool. just phenomenal. He was cool, mate. Honestly, he's, he was he's the perfect specimen of heavyweight. But if you had to, if you had to say something to these people, an upcoming Fraser or an upcoming Kev, who says, I want to get into boxing, and one day I'd like to go to the Olympics, what would you tell them to do? I'd say you get to your local gym. You need a cook. The, the the money that you'd spend on on sweets and chocolate if you can't afford it, or the money you'd waste on something else, you pay a couple of week a couple of quid for your subs. And give it a go because if you don't try, you don't know. It's as simple as that. And have you got any quotes or anything that helped you get through your dark times and your hard times? Say again. Have you got any quotes or inspirational things that? You know when you're feeling downright rotten, and you have this little saying, it'll pick you back up again. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I have actually. I've got uh, what is it? Um, uh, yesterday, yesterday's forgotten. Tomorrow never comes, but today I'm okay. That's a lovely saying. Well, good luck on your journey, and if you don't mind, maybe the build-up to the, the Olympics when it happens, or just after when you're a medalist, hopefully a gold medalist. Come back on and speak with us again. I mean, if, I mean, any time you want, guys, let me know, and it's not a problem. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much, Fraser. So, yeah. until next week, gang. Take care of yourselves and each other. Tarar a bit. Take care, guys. Go on. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen.